Craig. Craig. What's popping, Craig? What's it's been up, a minute. Craig? Yeah, man. Hey, Craig. It's me. <laughs> Dude, how's the family been? Nice. Nice. That's crazy. That's crazy. Nice. Nice. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. How's your your sister doing? Is she still doing that like scuba with the dolphins class? Or is that like, has that been postponed because of uh, COVID? Sick, Craig. Sick. (laughs) Sick. Anyways, Craig, I'd love to keep talking, but we got to start this, uh, start this podcast. So, you know, you can just kind of go back to your desk. Yeah. Not have to say the N word right Josh, there. let me do the goddamn intro, please. <laughs> <laughs> I speak one time. <laughs> well, you know what? Josh, you do the intro, yeah? You do the intro. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Wrap Your Head Around This. I'm your host, Rajul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at... Uh, at AOC feet picks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that's that's all. Don't do not follow that account on my behalf. Follow it on your own discretion. You know what? If you like AOC, <laughs> if you like AOC's feet, I respect it, dude. You know what? I would I would buy AOC feet picks to stop Trump from being in office. Um yo, does Ben Shapiro have an OnlyFans? He does. I um, hope so. Where? So listen, it's, if you... um, it's facts and logic porn. <laughs> so speaking of OnlyFans, if you want to support our podcast, you can go to <laughs> anchor.fm slash support. All our money will go directly to Ben Shapiro's OnlyFans. Um, you know, we're, we're, big, we're big fans of his work. We're big fans of his logic and reasoning and facts that he uses um, all the time. All the time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I heard he's a certified freak seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> And if you want to follow us seven days a week, you can follow us at social media at Ryhat19 on both Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, you got some good stuff on there for sure. Yeah, I'm really. It's funny. Okay, I've been like stuck, like right below 100, and I feel like every week I'm just like, yo, like if we get to 100, I'm gonna do a reveal. But it's been at a cool like 98. <laughs> what's What's the reveal gonna be? Okay, the thing is, I'm not sure. Face reveal. <laughs> <laughs> D- well, I'll do a, I was gonna do like a, a, I was gonna do like a setup or something, kind of like, oh, here's my. Even though it's like not that much setup, but like, I don't know. What should I? What should I reveal? You should reveal your calf muscles. Yeah, that'd <laughs> dude, be pretty good, dude. If if they wanted like you know if they wanted a reveal of like my leg, they just could go to AOC feet pics. <laughs> 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 True. Well, yeah. Uh, me and me and uh, AOC just had the same kind of calves. You know, we got that high insert. Uh yeah. Yeah. Muscle. Yeah. Fast twitch. You know what I'm saying? Little known fact, Rajul actually is AOC. I am. Whoa, I'm AOC. I'm AARP. I'm the IRC. I'm the IRS. Well, <laughs> oh I've shit. Never, I gotta get out of it. I've I've never seen Rajul and AOC in the same room, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Dude, same. I've never seen me and AOC in the same room either. So, like, dude, 
if well, Jules here and AOC is not here, then who's flying the plane? <laughs> if the tree falls in the woods, does Ben Shapiro still own the libs? <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Every day. So, you know, I think talking about AOC and Ben Shapiro really kind of connects to our main uh, topic this episode, which is about music production. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah, you know, b- before uh, before Ben Shapiro used a lot of his facts and logic, he was actually a sick music producer. He uh, mm-hmm. he was actually Sean Kingston. Before yeah. you know. Yeah. Dan, he did you sh- cop that new Ben Shapiro 808 pack? <laughs> I did. I did. I got it off our slash drum kits. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, considering that Ben Shapiro and uh, AOC can't be here to talk about production, you know, I figured I'd talk to my boys, you know, my squad, the homies. We the squad, yeah, right. Uh, you know, we've been we've been we've been kicking it since high school because you know high school was sick. High school was so sick. We were pretty so sick in high school. Yeah, we were so we sick, were, dude. Yeah. I got head over there, bro. <laughs> You got head over there too. I got head. <laughs> yeah, I got head right here. I'm getting head right now. Oh damn, dude! Was yeah, by your fridge. It. That I'm fridge has like some of the coldest too. water known to man. True, bro. I'm giving Josh the head. Actually, uh, yeah. Well, I just want to say, like, you know, I've seen both you guys in the same room. I've never not seen Dan give Josh head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always seen it. Yeah. Little known All fact: right. my my penis doubles as a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kanye. <laughs> so, uh, so, so today, right, we're talking about music production, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure we just did that. Like, what's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like we've thoroughly explored that topic to the greatest yeah. detail now. It's no demand. Yeah, so, you know, music production is over. Yeah, I agree. We I agree. Can, now we can now we can get into uh, you know our our comedy sketches, our improv comedy sketches. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now I'm gonna be a pirate. Um, you know, the scene is that we're, we're on board the Titanic. Uh, Josh is a husband who fears that his wife is cheating on him. Dan is a waiter and I'm a pirate disguised as a captain. All right. I'm a waiter. Yeah. I'm a waiter at Burger King. Oh no. My wife is cheating on me with the pirate captain. Fuck. Sir, this is, sir, this is a Burger King. No, this is the, I'm pretty sure this is the Titanic. There's a Burger King on the Titanic. Did you not All know right. that there was a Burger King on the Titanic? There it might have been. The Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pirate captain's. Sorry, yeah, that, that, that be that be me, pirate bird. Uh, 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 that's his name is uh, AOC. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. All right. Okay. Well. Anyways. <laughs> that was, I, I that was some to quality get that content. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you um, if you guys like our improv, make sure to follow us at Ryhat19 for more improv. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Nice. Well, um, yeah, dude, making beats, making beats is sick, and I uh, I feel like I feel like we're in a time where we're just like, it's like a thing to make beats. You know, I feel like it's like a. I don't know. Do you, guys, do you guys feel like it's a thing? It's like a. Um, it's definitely real. It's like, I feel like it's more. Yeah, I don't. It's obviously real, but like, it's more of like a, like a like a like a movement. I don't know. Um, I think it's a trend, probably. I'd say yeah, trend is a better word. Well, I mean, it's I mean, like um, it's. I feel like it's attractive to a lot of people because like a lot of people love hip hop, and also like you don't need 
you don't really need like any prior experience in like music to start doing it. Like you can yeah. just start yeah. doing it. It's very, it's Obviously, very easy it's, to do. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to do badly. I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's easy. Um, it's easier to get into. I'd say compared yeah, to yeah, like you yeah. know yeah. ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like really easy to start, and then it's really yeah. hard to like continue doing it. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, yeah, um, and yeah. get really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of uh, knowing your way around the structure of the song, mm-hmm. and like you know how things are done. Um, but I feel like if you just listen to hip hop, and then one day you're like, I can probably do this, and then you start doing it. Yeah, it can okay. be a little discouraging at first. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I know you're, I know you're like getting into it now. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I feel like you know, if you listen to like a lot of music and then you start to do it, I feel like you have like a little some idea of like, oh, I want to make yeah. a song that sounds like this. Or I feel like a, an easy way to get into it is like, you know, try to recreate a song. Like I know Dan, you're saying you're you're doing that before a bunch. Um, I do recreate a lot of beats. It's yeah. good practice. It mm-hmm. is good practice. It's and very I feel like, good practice. And I feel like, you know, you kind of have to, like, especially if it's a lot of different stuff, then you kind of get an idea of yeah. like, oh, you know, they did this. Or like, I, I also feel like, you know, it makes you appreciate the beat in a different way because when you try to recreate everything, you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, they use this like, you know, small ass kalimba in the back. Like, yeah. I, need, I now <laughs> need a kalimba, <laughs> which is something I should do. I feel like you have to pay attention to all those like small stuff instead of just like oh you know here's like a piano here's like the drums and the eight oh eight but then maybe there's like some like random ass vocal sound and you're like how do I get that you know yeah 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 it's uh well a lot of it too is um, when you're listening to the song and you're trying to like break it down bit by bit it's like you don't realize how much actually is going into it until you like really obviously go very in depth with it which is mm-hmm. I mean it makes you kind of appreciate um kind of makes you appreciate like the 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 style of modern production more i think because there's a lot more going into music now than i think people kind of realize um yeah and even i think really simple stuff um yeah and like i like i I feel like just you know trying to get (laughs) here here's like a drum with an 808 and just trying to make it sound nice is itself like a challenge you know like yeah that can take a long time to do so i think and especially like you know where like I'm at where like I've literally just started like getting into it and like learning all the stuff. It's like, yo, like even the simple stuff can be like the thing that sounds simple when you hear it can be like really difficult to try to get it sound as nice as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot more behind the scenes than people realize. Like there's a yeah. lot of uh like it's like when you're um it's like when you watch like a, a movie or like a short film. It's like you're like, oh this looks like really simple, like all these shots or whatever, but then the post production of everything is like where you do all the editing and mm. you know you make everything look nice it's like it's kind of same thing with making music it's like you can put everything down raw and you can like you know lay stuff out but there's a lot of stuff that goes on after you're done actually doing the music yeah. that that yeah. makes it uh a lot more it kind of separates uh that's what really separates i think like good producers from like um you know, people who are just like flinging, like just winging shit on to their fucking yeah. piano roll. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's, like it's people... also like, yeah. um, like you going along with that, like film analogy, like that's like a unique thing and like a really good analogy to make with specifically with digital audio production. Cause like, yeah. Back when like it was live, like, okay, if you're going to do like a live studio session of like a band, <laughs> let's say, mm-hmm. 
like yeah. the recording that you lay down like yeah they're gonna mix it they're gonna master it like they're gonna fuck with it a lot but, but a lot like, of it does come from yeah like good. essentially like it's a it's capturing like a really good performance in the studio yeah. you know and then yeah, like yeah. in contrast like making something in a digital workstation is like it's more like editing a film it's more like you know doing digital art in photoshop or something where you're like assembling yeah. it from nothing and then like you can yeah you can individually take like little elements of the sound design and make them do whatever you want them to do yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of room and then for... like like there's no live like aspect to it you know there's no it's not like a performance like it's an arrangement you yeah. know it's like and that like production that you come out with at the end is not like a product of it's not like a dude strumming a guitar you know it's not like a like a one and done like performance that was captured in that moment right it's like it's permanently etched into the file forever and that's how it sounds you know yeah and you can really um you can really kind of hear the difference in sound um in like live productions that are like you know, it's like a really good performance versus stuff that's been like heavily, heavily edited. Like uh, in, in a lot of uh, Tyler's latest story, like I know he has a lot of, and, and same thing with Brockhampton too. Like they have a lot of uh, like live studio recordings and stuff for mm. like their, their instrumentals. And you can kind of like hear how, um, while it's obviously not super raw, but there's like a raw feeling to it. And like, that's kind of nice. It kind of adds to like the, um authenticity of kind of like yeah. the music that you're hearing so mm. it's, yeah I mean, but you know it's also important that obviously there's going to be stuff that's done afterwards it's not like yeah uh, you know yeah, they're just yeah, yeah. In. like they got to mix it and you know they got to mm -hmm. do some mastering it's just lighter than you know um like stuff i think you with a lot of like pop and rock music right now i think um you can kind of hear that there's you can kind of definitely you can definitely hear like the post-production aspect of the like how everything is so heavily compressed and how everything is so heavily uh you know it's like a super uh, clean sound yeah like it, it's very yeah. like polished you know yeah like and there's like like, yeah. like like with like tyler stuff is a bit like you know <clears throat> rougher but like purposefully rougher yeah 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 there's always um there's always a debate between people um and how you're like you know how how in this like the, the amount of compression that you put on because like there's this trick not like a trick but like it's a it's a sort of technique that a lot of pr producers use where it's like they heavily compress like different parts of the song to make it sound louder and make it sound more full and then oftentimes it can lead to like even distorted and too loud kind of uh so like you know there's always a, a fine line between too much post-production versus too little and you know because mm -hmm. there's you know even some of the best producers have been criticized for using too much compression i mean mm -hmm. rick rubin is someone that has caught a lot of flack in the past for using too much yeah. uh compression on their songs because it just makes it sound overall not like cheaper but it makes it sound a little overall less authentic but you know it is mm -hmm. what it is also like the loudness of it kind of distorts mm -hmm. the song but you know i don't know let's see for some of the people who are listening who like don't know about compression or the steps of like uh you know producing a song like how do you guys describe that in like a super concise way like um like starting a song from beginning to end like what goes in all that like what are the steps i know it's like you know you can kind of jump around but yeah. like, what would you say the general steps well 
I think for the most part, everyone's creative process is different, but I mean, a lot of putting together an instrumental or a beat or a song is like, when you start, you have to obviously start with an idea and however that idea comes to you, it's like, oh, you know, I have this idea for a melody or it's like, oh, I have this idea for like this drum loop or oh, I, have, I have this idea for like, you know, like I have this idea for the sick chorus in mind. Like, I wonder what kind of instrumentals that would go with that. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. but um. I mean, for the most part, you always, I always start um, just like writing down little melodies and harmonies and a bass line, just kind of like going through like a progression that I have in my mind and then mm -hmm. just kind of tinkering away at that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think for the most part, it's always best to get everything that you, you're thinking of down first and then you start editing like you're editing a film you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like you always do it's like it's always like you know it's like post-production mm -hmm. josh i don't know how you i feel like you probably go about it in a similar way but you know yeah for the most part like i um so what i would normally do is like try to have like i usually try to have like something standing out in the mix um and then like work around that thing so it's like maybe it's a synth line or just like a chord progression um with some pads or something like something or even like it could be the bass line like it could really be any aspect um of the song of the beat and then like i just build everything up around it and like try to find sounds that would sound good with it yeah um and then like I'm, we were talking about this uh, the other day but like i think one thing i do that is a bit unusual sometimes i don't always do this um obviously like sometimes i'm recording on one of dan's beats or someone else's beat um but usually like when i'm making my own song like that's going to be my beat and then my vocals i'll sometimes i will um like kind of build the song as i'm going <laughs> so i'll like have you know eight measures of the beat already put together and then like record the vocals onto it. And then like Dan said, and then I'll just like continue yeah. to like build off of whatever I had recorded and maybe go back and delete stuff. Um, yeah. And then like, like what, what Dan was saying, um, like after I have the raw elements in place is when I would go back in and start to like mess with the EQ. So just like pulling out frequencies from certain sounds that, don't sound good and are clashing with other sounds in the mix yeah. um and then like putting compression on different individual tracks um to either like make them louder or just make them sound a little different yeah um and then you know i'll do some light mastering so that's just like taking the the entire track and like pulling specific frequencies out that are like sounding bad <laughs> um and then i'll i'll like definitely try to add some I know Dan does this too, like some kind of little transitional elements or like chops in the beat to like break up the, if it's like kind of a monotonous beat, if it's a more like yeah. simple beat, especially like try to do yeah. something to just like, um, you know, switch it up and keep it. Interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes like, in, I don't know if any of the songs I had like released so far are like this, but like some of the stuff I make, like we'll have a complete like switch up halfway through, um, where I'll like change keys or like change tempo or add like a totally different melody. Um, but yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think also um what is kind of smart to do and it, it kind of helps you get better at making music is as a, when you're like going through and making the song as you go it's always best to i think um 
do certain elements of like mixing and mastering while you're like mm. hearing stuff come together because yeah, it's definitely. sometimes it's a lot harder to hear everything when everything's put together mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like as you do things um it's important to like kind of do some light mixing and mastering like pull out certain frequencies see how things gel together you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and that's always i think that's always some that's a step that i i've been getting uh that i've been trying to incorporate more it's like as i do something i try and make it sound as complete as i can rather than just yeah. leave it all for the end right right, right. <laughs> cleans so up, it cleans up a lot of the work obviously i make tweaks to it at the end but you yeah, know, yeah yeah but instead yeah. of like kind of doing it in like separate chunks it's like do like yeah. a little bit all together so like once mm-hmm. you're done with everything then you're just done with everything yeah right. and it's also uh goes with the idea of like i don't know i mean if you watch guys on youtube make beats like if you watch nick mira make a beat it takes them like 10 minutes to get the general idea down like the <laughs> yeah. next the next however many hours or days he'll spend on it it's like just fine-tuning everything to make it sound as good as possible i mean yeah. the last the last 10 percent of the work you do on the beat is what i think takes the longest and it's what's the most important yeah mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's also with a lot of um things with arts like i think with just you know like writing a book for example like if you write like a hundred page book i feel like most of the time will just be like editing and like re-editing yeah like what you just wrote mm-hmm. so yeah you need to edit it's, it's, it's sure. exactly you said like that last like you know 10 percent of the work really takes up like 80 percent of your time yep yeah. yeah for sure that's something that makes filmmaking really stressful for me <laughs> is like um you know because yeah you like honestly you spend a, a lot of the time like it's crazy because in film you spend the least amount of time shooting you know like you probably spend most of the time either like writing or editing yeah um and like it's stressful because like when you're shooting something it's like okay well you have this many hours to get like this many shots and whatever you have in that time like that's that's like the culmination of the work, you know, like that's all you have to work with in the editing process. Yeah. And um, so it's like, it could be stressful, you know, trying to get everything shot, like exactly how you want it to be shot. Like if you're making a five minute short film, maybe you're shooting everything in one day. Yeah. Um, and like, I would imagine, like I've never done live studio recording before um, for like a band or for really any kind of artist, but yeah, I, I can imagine it would be like, equally stressful like yo yeah you have like six hours of studio time and you have to lay down like this number of lines and it's like okay well you have to get those takes yeah. exactly as you want them in that time because yeah. that's how much studio yeah. time you have yeah, yeah and a lot can, a lot can go wrong with doing yeah that so yeah 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 it's all it's all kind of a amalgamation of like recording editing mm-hmm. uh arranging you know um making sure that it doesn't sound terrible there's a lot of stuff that really goes <laughs> into it. That's an important step, making sure it doesn't sound terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah. bad at that. Sometimes step. I forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think just to like, you know, um, I, th- I think for people who are, I guess, more getting into the producer side, I think that not making it not sound terrible is, I think, like the <laughs> That's biggest That's the most deal. important step. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, you can have like ideas of like, oh, this melody sound cool and it could be like cool, whatever. But like, you know, if everything just else just sounds like really distorted or like, you know, it's like EQ'd really badly or something, um, you know, it just kind of makes everything sort of go to shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the, so, the biggest thing. Yeah. The biggest it, thing for sure is like, definitely, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you go, you go. back off of that. It's like, people are getting into it. It's like, you gotta like, 
you actually have to sit down and learn a ton mm-hmm. you know yeah like yeah. literally just watch a lot of videos on um kind of how digital audio works and like how how your mixing tool works how the daw works you know it's like because mm-hmm. you it's it's like reading or it's like learning how to do anything really obviously it's yeah, like there's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that it's just to people i think there's this idea that it's like oh it's music how hard can it be you know it's like it's how you, <laughs> you know and that's to be honest i feel like that's how a lot of people think about film and you know painting yeah. and stuff like that it's like they don't actually understand they, they you know they start it and they get really discouraged and then they stop because it's like it's like that they thought it was going to be so much easier and they're like not mm-hmm. good at it right away so they don't think it's for them yeah. and it's like in reality it's like you just have to spend a lot more time mm-hmm. like working at it so i mean yeah that's yeah, the I, biggest I no, you, you finished. No, no, that's that's just the biggest thing I think. It's like actually, <laughs> just go, just go. I was, <laughs> go. I, I was like, I keep thinking another thing. No, like, no, no, no. Yo, no, that no, reminds no. me actually. Uh, so one, t- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty much just gonna like piggyback off that. Um, and like I feel like, like I feel like for me, it's like, you know, thirty percent learning and like seventy percent like trying to implement like what I learn. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll like watch a video and then I'll like try to do something like that on the piano because mm-hmm. I feel like what I do in the past is like I'd like watch a bunch of videos but like I wouldn't actually do anything not about music production mm-hmm. just like in general yeah. and that's like you know that's like not really how you learn stuff like super well it's like you still have to do it but you should you need some like guidance as to like what to do yeah. because there's so many different things and I also what's kind of weird too is um I feel like my experience like coding in like my master's program sort of helped me with this because like a big thing in coding is like you're just like all right here's a program like python or like r or something and then like there's just like a bunch of stuff that you don't know and you have to like google everything and it's Mm -hmm. sort of similar feeling when you like hop into like any you know like daw like fl or ableton or like logic whatever there's just like a bunch of stuff you don't know and also a bunch of stuff about like you know like sounds and frequencies and stuff like that that you just don't know and you have yeah. to like learn all these, you know, different terms and like, you know, what what do all these knobs do in the in like a you know in like in like reverb or what do all these knobs do in like delay or like mm-hmm. how do I use yeah. like this distortion and stuff like that? So there's all these yeah. like things that you don't really know that you just have to learn. Um, yeah, it's like, learning it's the like um, yeah, yeah, it's like learning a language and like you know, yeah, I think like I, this applies to I think probably any art, but it's like um. Like I, I, I've had a problem with this, like, especially when I was learning film, you know, it's like I went into it and I was like, oh, I have like all these amazing ideas and I'm going to break the rules and I'm going to like do something unique and different. Mm-hmm. And like, I think a lot of people think that way. They're like, oh, I'm going to hop in this doll and I'm going to make like a crazy revolutionary track right off the bat. And like, I don't need to learn the rules because I would just break them anyway. Um. <laughs> uh, and it's like i feel like it's always a good idea to like learn the rules you know like obviously like there are just like the the standard ways of doing things and like yeah you could fucking you know try to compose a song in like a nonsensical key that no one ever uses because like it you know it's really out there and weird but like you know that's really something an expert should be doing like yeah, yeah. like you need to you need to learn the language and then you can bend the rules around it yeah know? yeah it's funny that you said because um i had a roommate in college who got into music production because like i kind of showed him that i was into it and like i showed him all the stuff that i was doing and him being like the arrogant guy he is is like <laughs> oh i could probably do this too like really easily yeah 
give me like a week and I'll be as good as you or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> so he like started out like tinkering around in FL and you know at first he like understood that's like oh this is a lot harder than I thought you know it's like you know and then as he started learning a lot more he's a very he's a smart kid you know he's a pretty quick learner obviously um he really picked up on stuff quick but the thing that he kept on doing that made all of his beats sound less than great was that he was always trying to do too much Mm. and try to add way too much like advanced not like advanced techniques but like stuff that you shouldn't be doing when you're first starting out like he would always just try and like pick all these crazy fucking like sounds and all these like all these crazy layers and he always (laughs) tried to do like these weird things with the mix that like stuff was coming in on your left ear and pan to the right then back to the left and it's like all these layers are like moving around and it's like (laughs) dude this just sounds like it's too crazy yeah i mean with with and you know you hear a lot of the best songs and a lot of the best beats and production over time like a a lot of the like most like iconic beats i can think of right now like uh you know let's think of some of the songs like that are super popular as of late or recently in the you know like mo bamba uh you know you got fucking uh you got mm-hmm. hotline bling you got, mm-hmm. you got anything drake's ever touched like a lot <laughs> of that production while that production super simple stuff it's just mm-hmm. it sounds good because you know it was done well you know it's like it's yeah. simple shit that was done really really well like obviously you got some crazy kind of like you know, I think maybe the most complex beat that I think has been super popular recently has been uh, probably Sicko Mode, just because of the transitions and, and kind of like switches, yeah, yeah, the beat switches, the you know, kind of the stuff that people don't hear upon their first listen. It's like there's a lot of stuff that really went into that beat that I think you know, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that if if someone new were to try and like recreate that, it'd be tough because you know, there's a lot of complex musical things that they just probably wouldn't understand unless you know they understand music theory um how like you know key changes beat switches tempo switches stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's not super complicated stuff but to someone who's just starting it's like stuff that they shouldn't be trying to mess around with right off the get-go it's like Mm -hmm. it's like when you're playing uh it's like when you're learning how to play soccer you know right it's like it's probably best to learn how to pass the ball you know, to someone five feet away from you first, get that down before you start taking free kicks from 40 yards out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's and, like there's foundations. You don't want to jump the gun, you know, like way too fast. Yeah. And it's, and and it's it I think, boring. Yeah, and, and I think also, like, um, it's important to consider, like, when people listen to music, you know, like, if you're trying to, if you're, like, trying to do way too much to the music, I feel like you're just kind of assuming the person there is just sitting there and doing nothing except listening to your music. And like yeah. that's really not gonna happen, you know, like ninety five percent of the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> like most people, like they're driving or like you know they're maybe they're just like doing work or you know they're like playing a game or yeah. something. Like you know the yeah. music, like you know it's it's simple and it, it fits like the whatever activity they're doing instead yeah. of like yeah. you know being like in an eight D audio like spherical <laughs> mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <just> like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean and in the past too like some of the some of the beats that were like in the 90s you know like shit dr dre was doing like all that shit was way more complicated just because of how much harder it was to like make music back in the day you know it's like uh they had to do everything pretty much by hand there wasn't a lot Mm -hmm. of like you know tools and like 
you know presets and stuff that they could you know mm-hmm. yeah use yeah. to help it make the stuff easier so it's like when you listen to a beat like um you listen to like still dry or something you know it's like mm-hmm. there's some iconic shit in there and it was like that that's kind of what makes you respect the the old heads a lot more mm-hmm. it's because yeah. of how much more work they had to put into making beats yeah. like that and while it doesn't sound as complex as the stuff now it's like you obviously have to realize that it wasn't as easy yeah and you know they had to do a lot more obviously way more hands-on and even yeah. just thinking about getting you know samples like all the crate digging people did mm-hmm. you know like i was just just like see a few just see a few like you know genius deconstructed videos and like i think yeah. they, did, they did a few of like um some older beats and i forget um I forget which one I saw, but this was one guy had this like random like South African jazz record in his house, and then he managed yeah. to like flip it. You know, it's just like, and it's yeah. just like you know, it's you, you can't like back then you can't just go online and like you know YouTube up a sample and then you know YouTube to MP3 that and like download it, and yeah, then you put like fake and you put like fake record grain under it to make it yeah sound like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> an actual record player, yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, I I also think like um you know like i don't think it personally i don't think it matters like how much work you put into something in art at like ever like you know if you if you can make like the most fucking fire beat of all time in five minutes then like that's not yeah like that doesn't make it like a bad beat like or even if you just like like you know if you look at like pierre Bourne's production like yeah it's super basic a lot of the time but like and like you know maybe sonically it's not even that complicated but like it does the job just fine mm-hmm. you know like it, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be like jpeg mafia to be a good producer yeah there's like, a beauty in simplicity you, can, you know because like, yeah it's, it's about like what it's really about like what you're trying to achieve with your art and it's like what you have to do to mm-hmm. get there versus like i feel like when people overproduce it's just like oh i want to overproduce for the sake of overproducing like i want to make something right. really really cool and it's like you know obviously it's like there's there's a there's a vibe where it's like I want to make something really cool because I want it to be really cool. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, not. I feel like when you're overproducing, it's more of like, I don't know. It's like a, like like he's like you're doing too much just for the sake of doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's just uh, it's just that you know uh, when you look at again you know it's um, when you look at stuff that's being done now and uh, versus stuff you know, that was made, you know, in the beginning of hip hop and stuff that still stands up to the production today it just makes you appreciate that the amount of time spent on work rather than, you know, because again, you know, I do agree. It's like the amount of time you spend on something doesn't make it better than someone mm-hmm. who spent less time on something. It's just, uh, you have to appreciate that they put so much effort in and it still stands up to shit today. You know, that's I think yeah, that's yeah. the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But, you know, and and the biggest thing too is like when you're listening to music now and you know if you're versus you're someone who like is into production and like making music and you're also you know and versus someone who you know likes music but doesn't exactly understand how production works it's like it's not mm-hmm. that different but you know you i think there's a you maybe listen to music in a different way versus someone who doesn't understand exactly how it's made you know like i watch movies yeah. And I don't exactly, I guess, appreciate things in the same way just because I don't understand exactly um, mm-hmm. what's going into it versus, yeah. you know, probably someone like Josh who knows exactly how things are being done. 
mm-hmm. like i have an idea of how things are yeah. done, but it's like i don't understand exactly what the big fuss is over some shit versus you know stuff that could be like kind of crazy so it's all about I mean, your perspective you know, about listening to the music yeah and like music and film have the same in like there's sort of an interesting language like i always think of it this way right like everyone speaks the language of film and they don't realize they do you know like you understand like if you see a shot of a dude looking at a bowl of soup or you see a shot of a dude looking at the camera and then the next shot after that is him looking at a bowl of soup like you understand that he's hungry like you understand that those two images are related to each other even though nobody told you they were yeah and that's just because like you spend your whole life watching movies and you like collect that context over time right Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of the time like the technique is invisible and it's like it's the same thing with like everyone understands that a chord sounds good, even though they might not even know what a chord is. Like, yeah. like a lot of people, some, some people maybe don't even understand like, what does a melody mean? But like, they know, like they understand that a good melody sounds good. And it's catchy, you know? Yeah. Like that part that goes like, did it, you know? Yeah. 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 They don't have the scientific knowledge. Right. Like they don't understand, like they can't be like, Oh wow. Like those hi hats sound really good on top of those like kick drum. Like, okay, well, but they still like, you know, they get it. And if those elements were missing, like it would sound off to them. Mm -hmm. Like, like they would know it's off even without knowing exactly why. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, (laughs) not, I feel like a big, uh, for like someone, I guess, who's also kind of getting into it um i my big realization when i was i was listening to like 21 savages i am greater than i was and mm-hmm. like when i heard it the when i heard the first time i think it was like 2019 whenever it came out i was like all right you know this is pretty solid i think this is 21's best album it's got some good stuff you know i'm like it's nice yeah. and then like i i went back to it and, and i guess i was like you know we listened to all like the production stuff that was that he was doing with like you know metro and probably 808 mafia is probably somewhere in there um <laughs> and i was yeah and i was like i was like yo this is like some of these beats are pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. um and like even if i didn't really like the song necessarily i was like i respected the beat a lot and like you know i'm like yo yeah. how did he how did he get that like you know crazy ass sound like it just sounds so nasty like um i was thinking about that song <laughs> yeah. break the law and like i don't know if you guys remember that one but it's it's, it's like the second Miller? Around no no by by, by twenty one. Oh, oh you're on twenty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah on twenty one. Yeah. I thought it's you like... were transitioning. <laughs> 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 um, I didn't listen to that thing, but I didn't listen to that album, I think, all the way. So yeah, I remember I that. That song has like think, um it has a, like a three six mafia type beat. It has like a crazy or like um even like a Chief Keef kind of vibe. It's like well, I I think the main thing that I remember from that, it just it had like a really nasty sounding like I don't know what it, I really don't know what it was like. Maybe it was a synth. I don't know, but it was just like super, super nasty and like. Yeah. I was like, man, like this is kind of sick. Like how he. Yeah. Because like, I, I guess like when you try to start to make stuff, you think I'm like, oh, how would I do that? You know, even though like yeah, I wouldn't do a good job. Well, I was like, how how would I try to make you know something like that? And I think when you start to think along those lines, you appreciate it way more because you're like, mm-hmm. how, like how do you get from like A to B, um, and like how do I get from A to B in like the same way. And that applies to everything, yeah. even like, you know, making film or like writing a book or whatever. I like, I think I know what you're talking about. Like the sound that you're talking about is like the synth line that goes like, doo, 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 right? <laughs> like in the higher frequencies and it's like all nasty and like. I think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear it after. <laughs> that, but... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like that's another thing too. Like 
people will describe, you know, music or film in a certain way. They'll be like, oh, wow, like that's really like dark or like menacing. And like maybe it's like, oh, well, that's because like this sound is like detuned or distorted. Um, and it's like, yeah, you can't like put your finger on like why exactly it sounds that way. Um, yeah. But like you and still I, get the vibe, you know? Yeah, I think that's like the that's kind of where the art of producing comes in, where it's like, how do I create this sound to like invoke this kind of feeling? Mm -hmm. it's like and, and i think that's a really cool thing about how when people like flip samples and then make it like something totally different where mm -hmm. like they had this you know maybe they're just fucking around or maybe they just have this idea of like oh the sample sounds like this what if i like you know slow it down and like pitch it up and then like i you know distort it a bunch and now it sounds like this and it gives you a completely different feeling mm -hmm. um you know that's like i feel like that art part where like you combine like the the technical stuff of like chopping up a sample or whatever and then mm -hmm. you know connecting it to the art like that shit is crazy to me <laughs> yeah you know yeah and it's like um playing with people's expectations to a degree too it's like um i don't know i need to do more some more like research and and some learning about jazz theory and stuff um yeah. but yeah. i i always hear like jazz musicians talking about chord progressions as though they're like stories and it's like, you know, you start yeah. like in the you start with like the root chord, maybe, or you start with like, you know, the five chord or something. And then like you come home, you know, they always say like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, come yeah you come home to like yeah. the root chord. And like there's probably a chord in there that adds like some dissonance that maybe like starts to leave the key maybe a little bit or just like add some uncertainty to the progression that yeah. makes it sound like way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was um I, so basically so music theory 101 for anyone listening <laughs> doesn't know like in a piano you gotta there's different scales which is like different notes you start on and there, there's different scales can have different notes in between but the most common one is a major scale with like eight notes and then you can make a chord and a chord is using the one three or every other note in a scale so like you can do one three and five note or the two four that's six like note. a major chord yeah yeah like in a major chord um yeah <laughs> and like Try and it. basically like different yeah different chords will like give a different feel so like if you start mm -hmm. from the first chord, it's always like a feeling of like home, but maybe like, you know, the second chord will give you a different feeling. So like they'll like, you know, do different combinations of these chords in a scale to like give you a certain, you know, feeling <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. yeah. So catch my master class on uh, music theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I think what's crazy too is like people will um, like, the, like one chord can give a different feeling depending on like the chords around it so like yeah it, it can yeah. which is like you know depending on the context which is it's i feel like it's crazy to me where like you can the same thing can be used for a bunch of different purposes and that's what you know makes music sort of unlimited kind of do whatever yeah whatever you want with it and that's like the same thing i was talking about with film too where it's like the same shot put up against it like in context with other shots like can give a totally different meaning yeah um yeah it's all about yeah, context man. context man <laughs> yeah, yeah dude context well i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh all right I'll, I'll like i like to end with a an interesting question so if you had to bring three producers with you on a trip <laughs> to cancun oh. um who would they be and why do they burn? 
<laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> if, like, they, if you, 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 you can decide if burning is a criteria or not, let's be honest. Like, if they're hip hop producers, they probably burn. They probably burn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, three producers to Cancun, and we're not. Are we trying to make music or no? Sure, you can make music and uh, you know pick up some sick babes. Yeah, chill. <laughs> chill. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. If I had to pick three, probably the first one I would probably pick is Kenny Beats. Because he's oh. really tall. He's pretty like, tall. Kenny... It seems like he's really chill. <laughs> uh, and the camera's live streams, he seems like a, like a pretty cool, like, yeah, chill true. guy. Um, also, I'd ask him a lot of questions about his techniques. Um, second producer I'd bring maybe uh probably bring metro boom in because i want to know oh, what yeah. he's doing now I don't <laughs> for him in a while it's just intel <laughs> yeah and then then i'd also want to bring pierre born because i want to know when a whole lot of red's gonna drop and i know he'll know <laughs> <laughs> so we have you like we have two two for just like intel and then we got kenny beats well for, for well no pierre born for making beats Pierre Bourne seems, I mean, he's one of my favorite producers. So, like, yeah, yeah I, I also want to, you know, like, they're all fantastic. They're probably yeah. three of my favorite producers as well. Just, uh, yeah. no, you know, memes aside. But yeah. Metro. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm bringing, obviously, I'm bringing Dan. Um, oh, yeah. He doesn't have to bring me because I'm bringing <laughs> him on my trip. So it would be yeah. redundant if we were both on. <laughs> It's, that's fine okay. <laughs> um and then i i feel like i want to bring some like crazy i want to bring dylan brady from 100 gex oh, oh yeah shit. that's a good one and, too. and then i want to bring like who i want to bring someone else yeah maybe well i can't bring pierre because because dan already brought pierre uh yeah. maybe you guys, you guys can go on cancun at different times if you want i thought that was a given or like, All right, well, whatever. It no, no, we're going, <laughs> we're going together, and I'm bringing my three, and Josh is going to bring me, oh, so he shit. gets those three, and then Josh gets two. That's not me. Oh, okay. So I get to bring. Wait, what? So because you're bringing me and Dylan, and I'm bringing, I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing the other three. So now you have to bring one more. Let's pick three. But don't ones. you bring yourself? <laughs> All right, I'm going to pick a third person. I'm just going to assume yeah, Dan yeah. is with me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring Dylan Brady. I'll bring um fuck Nick Mira. I want Nick Ooh. Mira. Ooh. Um and then I'll bring oh man, who who's got some hard fucking shit? I don't know. Um maybe I'll you know what? I'll bring some indie kid. I'll bring uh Ginseng. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah I be, think that'd be a pretty tight crew. Yeah, I feel like you make some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, maybe JPEG Mafia. Oh, yeah, but shit. I think he like only produces for himself, actually. So maybe yeah. not. Maybe he maybe he could stay home. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. What about you, Joel? Yeah. Um. I'd probably. I'd probably bring um, Logic Producer 6 because he seems like a super chill dude. And he's also and Indian. His beats are also fire. He makes yeah, some he good stuff, man. Really good shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, like, I like his motto. He's very, like, you know, like, I'm a, like, 
I'm not, I'm not gonna, he doesn't like overproduce stuff. He's very like, everything I put in the beat has to be like essential to the beat. Like if I take yeah. something out that it's not a good beat. And I was like, yo, some good advice. I like that. So I, I bring him. Um, and then I want to bring a, a jazzy boy, but I don't know a lot of jazz producers. So I'll, I'll put that as like a, like a open vacancy. Uh, maybe a jazz, maybe a jazz group. artist. I don't know. Maybe I'll bring yeah. fucking. Maybe yeah, why I'll just bring you... Miles Davis. Yeah, dude, go. just bring like Herbie Hancock. <laughs> That'd be sick. Herbie <laughs> Hancock would be interesting. Actually, yeah. hold up, hold up. Let me let me ch- let me check the jazz jazz playlist. Who produces for No Name? Does she produce for herself? I think she does. Oh no! It's, actually, oh actually, dude, that's hella true. I'd bring um, it's probably Felix. Um, I'll bring yeah, it's probably Felix. Um. Mm. So I'd, I'd actually, I'd definitely bring him because he also produces, he's with like, uh, oh, okay. I know it. I know my three. Okay. I know my three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bring, bring six. I bring Felix. And then I'd bring Monty Booker who makes um, the stuff for Smino because he just has oh. some fucking weird ass. I just, I just like his style a lot. His style yeah. is like really fucking weird. Um, and then we'll just, yeah, we'll cook up and then I'll, I'll learn and then I'll, I'll become famous and rich. And I'm gonna replace myself with Skrillex. <laughs> so you're not even be on the I, I'm not. I also I'm not choose to go. replace. I also choose to replace myself with Skrillex. Now that I think about it. And then Rujul, you should replace yourself with DJ Khaled, so it actually becomes an album. Dude, yeah. I would replace myself with DJ Womp Womp. DJ Womp Womp. <laughs> good idea. Good, good idea, idea. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, real quick, Craig. Uh, who would you bring to Cancun?